I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a look at a big book of really exciting and inspiring art by Oliver Jeffers. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy back again and this is episode 363 orange spine orange spine yes indeed orange spine i am in the middle of a lot of list making and a lot of research from my chair mostly about the city in which i have lived for more than 20 years and maybe even from my chair counts. I definitely am acknowledging that, but there's more to it. And synapses are firing. Magic is in the air. All of that snow globes to be. Yes, yes, yes. I keep reminding myself of that too. Snow globes to be. So before I talk lists, because it is inevitable and more lists, lists and more lists, I can't even imagine really how many times I have talked about lists, lots and lots, but I think these two shows that I'm going to do are important. They feel really important, and I really want to go ahead and push those out, but I'm spacing it just a little bit, spacing it out. So before I do those, I want to slip in a book, at least one. So this show is a book, a big book in this case. There are two big books on my couch right now, actually, books that are from my current pile. We exchanged pile photos or stack photos the other day in the private group at Facebook. And yes, even one qualifies. You don't have to have a pile. Some of us are really stack makers. It's a comfort thing. And some of us really are much more methodically one by one. And those are all valid ways to do it. So these two big books are from my stack, but I didn't show either of them. And they are not sitting nice and tidy in the stack. They are sprawled on the couch in various stages of being read or being reread or being flipped or being considered. So finally, I'm getting to this book. Today, Orange Spine. Sometimes big books catch me in a way that is really profound. It's in the moment. It's too big for me. I want to talk about it. I'm so excited. And yet it's too big. It's too much. Somehow I short circuit. And I often put those books off. I have done this, I know, in the past with some of the books that are my absolute favorite books. If I sat down right then and told you all about it, probably those would turn out to be favorite shows for everyone. But often... I know that they get put off, probably various reasons, but sometimes it happens and sometimes they fall off the radar completely. Sometimes the second time I look through them, I can't quite reconnect with the magic that I felt, the way the book transported me initially or grabbed me. And that is the mystery of art, right? In the right moment, The light of a certain day, the time of day, the coffee hot or chilled, the time constraints of a day tight or loose, the air in the room, 
stifling or cold, the ringing in the ear, foreground or back, the blurring in the eyes, intense or softened. The art we see strikes us in a certain way based on all of these things and any of these things. The lines we read, the colors we see, what jumps out at us, what we interpret, what we make of it, how it hits us, the poem that we pull out. And next time, the experience may be different. All of those external to the art factors coming into play, our reading, our taking in, our processing, it is always a performance in and of itself, an active process. We bring something to bear upon the process of looking and seeing and responding to what we see. And that has a lot to do with how we respond to art at any given moment, to how we respond to anything presented to us. It might be totally different on a different day, and maybe not. Maybe something really strikes us very similarly every single time. But there is a chance that you have a variance in how you respond, even if it's slight. More intensity, more magic, more feeling, more passion in one of those times. I first looked at the working mind and drawing hand of Oliver Jeffers this summer on a slow summer morning when time was expansive in the moment, languorous and soft, but tight overall. And I opened this book and I just remember being swept away, really swept away. I was enchanted and enamored, was magical and wonderful in its blending of text and art The voice was there for me in both ways, and I really responded to that. It is a big book, and Jeffers' work is wide-ranging. He works in several styles, including children's illustration and a much more avant-garde or postmodern style. The book has it all. It has it all, and I really enjoyed the autobiographical writing that accompanies the art. I like books like this that give you bunch of images from someone's work and have that artist comment on that work and fill you in, give you the backstory and the context, what he or she was thinking, what was going on, what the goal was. I like that. I like that. So I really enjoyed that part of it. Jeffers telling us more about the piece or the series or the children's book that's being shown, the creation, the moment in life into which the art fits and out of which the art came. Just as we can't separate how we respond from the moment and the context and the time, art is created in that way as well, in a moment, in a context, in a time, both on the micro level, what's going on in your life, in your family, your finances, your house, And the macro, what's going on in the country, in the world around you, what's going on. All of that context feeds in. It's all there in some way in the atmosphere into which we create. As a coffee table book, this book is beautiful. And we don't even have a coffee table right now. We don't. But you know what I mean. 
You know what I mean by a coffee table book? I think its size makes me say that. It is that kind of book. It is that kind of book. I would throw something like Myra Kalman's Various Illuminations of a Crazy World into that same category. Something so big, so big in scope even, that you might flip through it now and then, but not take it all in at once, as opposed to The Principles of Uncertainty or And the Pursuit of Happiness, which invite you to read straight through in a different way. The Jeffers book, it does compel you to keep flipping, definitely. I still think it's a great coffee table book, but it does compel you to keep flipping. You want to, and you want to keep reading, but I think you will come back to it and look again. Orange Spine. I went with that today because I still have bibliophile and spine art in my head. I recently re-reserved that book, in fact, because something related to it popped into my head as I was making my lists, and I want to do something related to that. This book, this Jeffers book, does have a bright orange spine flanking a dark teal ocean scene on the cover with a person in a rowboat. Constellations in the sky above. I was not familiar with Jeffers, and I was immediately and especially enchanted by his children's book illustration. That is something that I have such a long-standing soft spot for. In all of the years of this show, I have talked about so many illustrators because I love children's books. That is no longer a part of my library trip in the way that it used to be. But when I run across someone like this, I just can't escape how much impact it has for me, how much I love it. How much I wish that, I don't know, that I did something in that realm. It's just not where I'm at. But I have such a deep appreciation for it. And it is good to have a deep appreciation for things that we don't do and don't plan to do. That is absolutely okay. That's what loving art is all about. It didn't dawn on me until today. This sounds silly, but it didn't dawn on me until today that I should just go and pull all of the Jeffers books. So I am doing that. I will do that. And now I have to see them. Actually, I have to see them in person. I have such a strong sense of the work from this book and the way it's presented in this book, this compendium where you can actually see multiple pages at a time from the books. And now I have to see the actual books. While some of the other art is provocative and thought provoking, and some of it is so conceptually inspired and creative and exciting. It is definitely the illustration that really captured me. I like both. And I like the disjunct. I like the contrast. And I like the juxtaposition. I like the fact that he does these things simultaneously, that he is an artist who goes back and forth between these two realms, these two areas, these two ways of working. One of his recurring characters is just adorable and a penguin. I'll link to his books so that you can check them out to some of the books, at least books like How to Catch a Star, Once Upon an Alphabet, The Lost and Found, The Heart in the Bottle, The Way Back Home, A Child of Books, Up and Down, The Fate of Fausto, The Moose Belongs to Me, Stuck, and Here We Are, Notes for Living on Planet Earth. Those are all books that I will be checking out. Seeing the covers even for those books, I recognize that these books have been included in this compendium. So they are all part of this big book. For those of you who also appreciate a postmodern bent to things, 
I do. Jeffers is also known for dipped paintings. It is all very performance-based, ritualized, very mysterious, witnessed by only a few, and the end result is a painting that is half-covered by paint that has been dipped in a well-orchestrated performance, real-time. And these dipped faces from the outside, they have a magical quality. Knowing about them and the secrecy of them, seeing pictures of them, especially in a grid of all of these or a bunch of these, all dipped, different colors of paint, bits of portraits remaining. It's very cool, enchanting, and a little eerie. You might bounce back and forth with your response too, but I bet you will also envision all kinds of possible truths about what lies underneath. So I am going to go through this book a little bit, a little bit. I'm not going to do a full flip through. I think you should try and check it out. It is a book to check out, see if your library has it, but I'm not going to do it right now. I did this a little while ago. I prepared for today's show then I was out and about and I sat in the car after a magical moment of my own. I sat in the car and I recorded this as a field note. I am going to include part of that field note here. So here we go. Here is a little bit of a flip through a peek inside the world of Oliver Jeffers. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I am sitting in my car. Maybe this clip will make it into a podcast. I am having a bit of a magical day and I'm sitting somewhere incredibly beautiful that I've never been before. There are windows everywhere. I walked around a beautiful corner and found a Starbucks, which felt appropriate. I have spent time just walking around feeling the charm of the moment. But when I left the house this morning, I brought the Oliver Jeffers book with me because I know I'm going to record the rest of the show later. And I thought maybe I would just go through the book a little bit while I sit here and tell you a little bit about what I see. Because this book really hit me profoundly the first time through. It hit me differently the second time through. Every time I pick it up, I find something different. I feel a little different. And I'm just going to go through a few of the things here and encourage you to check this one out as well. It is a big book. Check it out from your library. Like I said, it is an oversized book. It has lots and lots of art in it and lots of context, which I've already explained. After the table of contents, which is all done in what looks like brushwork lettering, which has a very interesting effect, there is an intro from U2's Bono. And the facing page is artwork on a building, a beautiful blue painted building. And it's very interesting, the quote, it says, I can't change the world, but I can change the world in me. And there are a bunch of different kinds of illustrations there, but that seems like an interesting quote and one to make note of. So when you get into this book, you start out with a bit of a biographical note gives you the context for his years and then you see pieces from those years and this first part definitely has a very political feel very much time and place but I loved the presentation there are photos juxtaposed with illustrations 
photos themselves are very interesting. And then you get to the first book, which is one of his children's books, which probably is why I had such a wonderful reaction to this whole collection. And that book is How to Catch a Star. And you see a number of the pages from within it. And his note says, this book was conceived during a gap year from art school, completed as a project in my final year of college, and published the following year, though I did re-illustrate everything after graduation. But looking at these pages from it, they're just so charming, and it's so nice to see them all together. Some are line art illustrations, some are full color, appear to be painted. There are some which juxtapose the two. There are some full page, double page spreads that show you the full illustration. You get a sense in this book that the number of pages wasn't a consideration. And I think I really like that. I like seeing so much fit in and yet also the sense of space. Some pages have full page art or double page art. After that children's book, you see this two-page spread, and on one page there is a painting called Still Life with Logic and a Choice. A and B. Glass half full of orange juice or glass full of milk. It's very fun for your brain. It's a fun philosophical painting. It's arresting to see it. And then on the other page, there's another version very similar of this, a smaller piece, mixed media, it says. And it is also someone with a choice, glasses B and C, milk and juice. And then on the same page, you get illustration from a children's book, that kind of illustration, a very wonderful geometric feel to it. One of his characters with a sandwich and a half full cup of something. And that is from How to Catch a Star. It's watercolor and pencil on paper. And the whole book goes that way. So the next spread has several illustrations of the penguin and the character. And these are from his book called Lost and Bound. And he says that is partly based on the true story of a schoolboy kidnapping a baby penguin from the Belfast Zoo in the 90s. Everyone knows someone who heard a version of the story firsthand. The penguin was kept in the boys' bathroom overnight, and the obscurity of that partnership always felt endearing to me. And you see three different spreads, and then a full-page illustration that is diagrammatic in style about the penguin. And then you see this really cool piece that it looks like a photo. It doesn't say that it's not. Oh yes, it is. It's a photo. He says, when the book was launched, I held an exhibition of the art in an abandoned shipbuilder's office in Belfast. I restaged scenes from the book to promote it. And that is juxtaposed with a full page painting from the book. So it's beautiful the way this book is done. It goes back and forth between pieces, between paintings, between sketches, between reality. The next page has some lighthouse illustrations. I was charmed and now I remember again that when I hit all of these children's book illustrations, I remember why I fell so in love with this when I went through it. The next book is The Incredible Book-Eating Boy. And I think part of the charm for me was in reading Jeffers' notes. There's a note up in the corner about the creation of this book, the inspiration, the subject. And 
then you see a bunch of the pages from it. And I love that. I am going to check out the books, but I love seeing the flat lay almost of a bunch of the pages at once. My brain loves to take them in that way. The jumble of that is probably one of my favorite things. And about one of those, he said, I had been collecting old paper and books as interesting surfaces to draw on. So it made perfect sense to make the art for this story with them. I was using old paper in a lot of paid illustration jobs back then. And that's a really, really cool illustration from the book. It's got multiple surfaces, looks like a dictionary page and a graph paper page. It's very interesting. And then the watercolor or gouache or whatever the illustration is on top of it. It's very cool in format. And the other pages all look different. You can tell that this book uses this approach in a very beautiful way. So as you keep flipping through, then you hit a different kind of thing. It says, while I was working on that book, The Incredible Book Eating Boy, I was working with a quantum physicist on a project about trying to look at things logically and emotionally at the same time, and the quest to find ultimate intelligence with the elusive theory of everything. And so following that children's book, which he was working on at the same time as this series, you see a series of mixed media pieces that are oil paintings or mixed media, and they are very different. And they're very interesting. They definitely have that postmodern feel, which is sort of the vibe that I get from his work. These big yellow pages are dividers of sections. So now we're in a new time frame. You get some autobiographical note, gives you the span of years this covers and what was going on in his life and where he was. There is a great documentation chart, a dimensional pie chart of sorts that shows his average day. I love, love, love that. A world with coffee. You know I love this. It's, oh, how many are there? Let's see if there's more than one. Oh, maybe just one. Let's see. One big one here, uh, architectural diagram, an urban drawing that involved coffee on paper. Definitely that one's fun. And then some paintings that are postmodern, different, a hammer and a nail. And then the hammer is nailed to the wall. And the question there is what happened in between. And there are several pages about this concept. And then another children's book, The Heart and the Bottle. I'm totally fascinated with his work. And I'm fascinated that he does both kinds of work, that he does the children's work and that he does this other very different, very philosophical, very postmodern kind of both mixed media and painting. I find that juxtaposition and that dichotomy really interesting. My interests are very different like that as well. I draw and do the really realistic and I have such an affinity for the comic, cartoon, graphic novel style and so I do a lot of that. And I'm oftentimes really split by the difference in that, by the difference in a line art drawing of my face versus a portrait or a self-portrait. So that's part of what I found fascinating going back and forth in this book. So I won't go through all of it because I think you should check it out. It does continue that way and the dipped paintings are in the back. 
think that that might be towards the very end of the book. And I think you would want to see that section for sure too. Let's see if I just hold myself way back there. There's also a section on maps. Everywhere I flip, I see the children's illustration and I just love it. But there are other things. There are definitely other kinds of work that he's done. And that's really part of the interest of this for me. I think I'm going to continue just a bit more for the other listeners. And for the rest of you, I will encourage you to check this book out. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for episode 363. I appreciate those of you who are listening to the podcast. As you know, I've had several shows come out in a row. I definitely am still here and have a bunch of books I'd like to talk about. And yes, the lists are coming. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available at creativitymatterspodcast.com. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. You can also find me in the Creativity Matters group at Facebook, or just follow the Creativity Matters podcast page at Facebook, where I post different kinds of updates, articles, videos, things that might be of interest. And a special thank you to those of you at Patreon. Your support means a great deal. Patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a great week, everyone. Oh, are you still here? I forget. I sometimes forget. A word. A word. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 oh. A word. Let's see. I sat with the orange spine today in the car. I know where I was. I do know where I was. And I know what the word would be, but it's kind of a secret still because I'm working on something that I'm not quite ready to really, really expose or reveal. So let's see. What could I use from today that would be really related to that? Hmm. Oh, I get it. Penguin. Your word today is penguin. Yeah, it ties right back into that orange spine book. There you go. 